What's up, everybody? It is Stick and Rink. It is the fellas. We're once again, we've returned. We've returned. We're back again. It's so good to be back. Um, that little track that we just we just busted out for you, that was me on the track, just spinning one. Uh, <laughs> wish it was. I have zero talent in that field. But that song, funny enough, that intro is actually going to get very annoying very quickly. We are going to have to change that. That's the ADD in me. Um, you guys will notice the average the average score of just good looks in this this lobby has shot up just because of our guests. Oh, good. Um, up, not down. Just making sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> you, you, we're, we're, let's say we'll keep some comments and we'll say you just eclipsed our average. So you raised it a little bit, which is good. Okay. Um, but guys, we're going to get to our guests very soon here. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to DraftKings and a quick little message from them. Um, our presenting sponsor at Sticker Ring Podcast is DraftKings, the, the leader in daily fantasy sports all across the world. Um, and this weekend is UFC 261, and it's it's a can't-miss event, guys. Um, huge punches, huge kicks, huge knockouts. That Jake Paul knockout was nothing compared to what you see in UFC. So um, the thing about DraftKings is obviously it's a daily fantasy site, and some of you might be thinking, I have no idea how to take the UFC and do a fantasy team off of that. Well, it's actually pretty straightforward, guys. All you got to do is pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points as they perform in their fights. So it's it's advances, it's takedowns, it's ring control, it's all that stuff. So you have a shot to win millions of dollars. DraftKings always has a giant contest with a pretty cheap entry that could result in almost a million dollars in prizes every time. So definitely check that out, guys. Uh, there's also plenty of hockey and plenty of baseball going around. Um, yeah, so DraftKings, download the app. Use our promo code THPN at sign up. That allows you to get an additional entry with your minimum $5 deposit. At the beginning there so that's promo code thpn for your shot to win millions of dollars there are eligibility restrictions so check them out at draftkings.com other than that though guys i wanted to lead with just a very simple idea before i get to introducing our friend clay it is one of the most satisfying things to receive a check in us dollars that's one thing i'll say right now is you know it, it makes me feel like i'm normally dealing in monopoly money and then someone hands me actual like actual real value so <laughs> That's another added benefit with DraftKings. If you do perform well, you get a U.S. dollars check. So come at me. Oh, harder, baby. But guys, bigger, better things to move on here to. Episode 38 uh secondary stories the canucks are back first tier story is we've got clay emu in the lobby we've got the king of vancouver youtube um clay man how you doing how are I'm you doing? doing great thank you elijah thank you raf thank you josh i am doing great and uh even better because of the canucks win tonight but i know we'll get to that later yeah nice i you know it's funny asking that first question asking how you're doing being kind of the king like i said the king of vancouver youtube but mostly the king of positivity that I could have scripted the question. I could have scripted the answer at that point too. Yeah, it's a very predictable. I think. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, um, okay, so I wanted to lead into this. Um, a bunch of our listeners might not have ever heard of you before because we got a lot of listeners that aren't on Twitter, might not be on YouTube, um, and just kind of follow us as people. So, guys, Canuck Clay, he, he's big in the in the Canucks content industry. I would say in the Canucks content community. Um, I would say, I, d I don't know what kind of your crowning jewel is, but one of the things I know you best for is the GL... The, oh, I tried to say it fast, damn it. GLCPC. <laughs> yes. So do you want to just explain to the, to the fans and, and our, our diehard listeners what that is? 
Absolutely. Well, thanks, brothers, for having me on. And obviously, you, as, as soon as I explain it, you will know that you are three lifetime members of this club. So the GLCPC is the Good Looking Canucks Positivity Club. It is completely fictional. There is no application fee. There's no membership required. Um, it's self-admitting. If I'm the president, you know that the standards are not entirely that high. Uh, but yeah, it's basically, if you're good looking, again, self-admitted, and you're a relatively positive, or in my case, very positive Canucks fan, then you are in. And honestly, guys, it was just a chance to, there, there's a lot of negativity. You guys know that on Twitter, on social media, even in real life. Canucks are life notwithstanding, but with respect to the Canucks, I just want to do something fun and just kind of rally some of the people who don't get caught up in this Benning bro, Benning, you know, yeah. uh, uh, all those kind of things, right? A bitter bro, just a chance for me to express my fandom. And yeah, whether it's uh, the vlogs, the live streams, the parody songs, whatever it is, the the haiku poems, it's just a chance for me to be fun and be a little creative and, and at least pick a side. And that's the positive side. Nice. You know, like before you came on, Elijah gave me like a five minute rundown, just kind of as to who you were. And he's like, dude, he's like, this guy's going to like kill you with kindness. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> I like those people. Now, why can't, like, my question to you is why can't all fans be like you? Like, well, you know, like how yeah. big, like if you were to scale it, you know, like in a percentage of negativity and positivity, how many positive fans do you think there are compared to negative fans? Oh, for the that's, yeah, that's such a good question. Before this season, um, if we said that, you know, it's so crazy. Honestly, it depends on where you where you put your stake pole because or put your stake because if you said right now after a win, after the the boys have come back from a crippling you know disease, you could say it's whatever 70, 30, 80, 20, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But if you were taking this poll, if you asked me in the middle of February, it's probably 80, 20 the other way because the Canucks are mired in this massive losing streak. I think in general terms, though, you guys, if you take away the playoff run and it, there's just, it's easier to be negative, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on, you know, in real life. And that's what sticks with people. That's what people remember. And I think maybe it's because my ministry background too, working for the church, I just really look for the positive side. So, um, not it's not for everyone. Some people think I'm being too idealistic, too unrealistic. But honestly, I don't have time for the negativity. I don't have time to get in Twitter beef. I don't have time for drama. I, I have more important things to worry about, like my family, my friends, and, and my health. And that's what that buoys me. I love this team. I invest a lot of time and money as a season, season ticket holder into the team. But at the end of the day, it's still a hockey team. And I yeah. think some people forget that, quite frankly. I, I yeah, at the end of the day, they're still people, right? Like they're reading absolutely. these comments too. It's impacting them. It's impacting their game, how they take it home and everything like that, what they bring to the next game, you know? So yeah, it's a huge thing. I, I would love to be a season ticket holder that sits directly next to you. Like is your, <laughs> is your yeah. row at Rogers Arena just like the positivity row? Or are you well, surrounded by a bunch of negative Nazis? You know, like like when the Canucks get clapped like 6 nothing, and you have to get up and you have to be positive and like everyone's kind of like looking at you as the minister of the Canucks of positivity. Like what do you say? Like what? Like you know what I mean? Like because like yeah. days like the Dude. Canucks, you know they get beat and they get beat oh, yeah. bad. Now obviously you're, it doesn't you're kinda happen like, a lot. You're kind of like John Snow in that case. Like you're the king of the <laughs> yeah. north, and people look to you for the message in the downtimes, man. I'm not sure that's good or bad, but I will say this. I will say this. 
<laughs> uh, the people around me, not everyone, but there's a few people around me that are sitting lawyers that know what I do, the, the whole YouTube thing as a hobby, and they know my little shtick as the GLCPC. And it's, it sounds like I'm bragging, guys, but I'll, I'll get stopped five or six times a game for either a picture or just someone say, hey, I watch your videos and whatever. That's not why I do it, but it's cool. Having yeah. said that, yeah, when the Canucks are getting clapped, as you said, Josh, or if it's not going well, <laughs> I, I will see, you know, a couple of guys look kind of look down the aisle, just, uh, you know, side-eye me just to see how I'm reacting. <laughs> exactly. And I'm still recording my vlogs during intermission. So the, the guy I, I split my season ticket with, a uh, good friend from church named Mike, uh, we're really good friends. And then the guys next to us, also a season stakeholder named Jens, um, he he's sometimes in my vlogs and he knows my whole shtick as well but that's a great question it's pretty funny though because uh yeah there's some nights as you guys can imagine over the past few years where it's not been the most positive place to be no not at all do you clay do you have any like ritual or anything that you do to just kind of like keep that positive energy flowing though because like sometimes like you said like it can be really difficult and it's like it's difficult to bounce back right yeah, man, as boring as an answer this sounds, it's it's yeah. perspective. It's it yeah. really is. Uh, and I, it sounds so cliche, but I don't get too high with the highs, the wins. I don't get too low with the lows, the losses. Yeah. And I, I think my 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 faith, my upbringing, my family ground me that way. And I truly try and take that into into my vlogging, into my fandom for sure. But nice. when you're spending that much time and that much money and that's that's much emotional energy into a team, it, it's frustrating. It really is. Oh, absolutely, yeah. it's taxing on the average person, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's understandable. I get that. I could totally see a scenario where, like, you know, that you know, the tables at Rogers Arena who do the selling of season tickets during the games and during events and stuff like that. I could totally see them if someone comes up and they're like, "I want to see these." He's like, "You understand? That's like the Clay Emo Premium. Like, you you're within yeah. you're within ten feet of him. That's that's a thousand dollars extra just to be around that kind of energy." It's gonna be like what the what, like the Whitecaps have like the, the whole Southsiders thing where everybody just like goes fucking crazy yeah. like Clay. That's gonna be your section in a few seasons here. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna get everyone to hold up some scarves, right? And then exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. Raph, you're in there with me, brother. Hell We're yeah. Together. I'll be in the top. I feel like the Southsiders are just known for getting completely plastered, wasted, and being so loud. And Clay is known for being just completely happy, positive energy guy. But somehow they both end up at the same place, being super positive somehow yeah it's whether that's uh, i get plastered and makes me even more positive just kidding i'm just not yeah. really, you know, <laughs> who knows maybe it will be one day who knows <laughs> see we've already got people in the twitch chat acknowledging that clay has made this four person screen a lot better looking so <laughs> there it is that's that's what go. the energy does for people around here um, appreciate that i, I do want to give you credit because i do think that what whether you call it a shtick for us, the kind of energy that we have on our podcast, we do go the positive route and we kind of go, I would say we joke about it a lot. Like we, I, I would say less being positive, more trying to make fun of the negative people. It is a bit kind of a bit more of an attack, I guess at times, but I, I think we love the sarcasm over here and I've been hyping yeah. the playoff train for a while here. And I clay, I need, I need to know, is there a limit to your positivity? Cause if not, you're right beside me on the conductor's chair saying we're, we're getting that fourth spot. Well, I must admit, guys, you can't see it here, but on my screen, it's funny you mentioned that, Elijah. I do have the standings up, and I've been doing some calculations. Yes, you have. <laughs> and I know this, and you guys know this better than I do. We know that we still are whatever it is. Yes, we are 10 points behind Montreal, but with four games in hand. So let's just say we take another one for Toronto. We sweep Ottawa over the next three we're actually neck and neck with Montreal. And that's not yeah. to mention Mark Shimantanov in Calgary. You guys know all this. But uh, no, I, I think it'd be a lot to expect. But I think that the interesting thing where the Canucks are right now, and I, I, know, I know we'll get into this, 
health and safety first and foremost, of course, but they're technically in a no lose or in a win-win situation, right? If they somehow go on this miraculous run, the city's going to go crazy. And if they don't, it's going to be, wow, uh, you know, such courage, such perseverance, such dedication to come back. And those things are all true. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, totally. when, like when I look at Vancouver right now, like, do you like, obviously I, I think the answer is yes, but you know, how hyped are you if the Canucks do make the playoffs? Like, what is your first <laughs> yeah. move? Well, my first move, um, actually, there's a couple. I think I'll crack open a Pepsi because that's what I do. And go. I think, yeah, that's the first move. Second Pepsi move will be, though, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, always, that's always. That's yeah. tough. <laughs> it's the choice Here of an is. old generation, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. fair. I get that. I get that. I was always a Coke kid, so I can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but truly, um, I, I think. You know, from a practical standpoint, uh, I'll plan a viewing party as long as it's safe to do so. All those things, uh, you know, maybe uh, hook up with Marie for another parody song. You guys know I, I like to do that. But in the reality of the situation is if the Canucks somehow miraculously scrape into the playoffs, uh, I don't know how much gas they're going to have left. And it's easy to, you know, it's so hard to speculate, I, I was going to say. After one game, they might wake up tomorrow feeling on top of the world. They might wake up tomorrow completely out of it who knows and i saw that the Canucks, they're not even practicing tomorrow which makes sense you know they'll come back for a game day state on tuesday and try and tackle these maple Leafs once again mm-hmm. yeah and that, that that is the crazy thing about this whole virus is that like the the canucks example was the big ex- example of it is no two cases and no two outbreaks are the same and that's kind of what we're going to learn over the next few weeks what it's like for them yeah, um, scary stuff it definitely yeah it definitely is it's some it's something we're all waking up with every day right it's mm-hmm. it's not going anywhere that's for sure um where the hell did my question go, guys? It was in my noodle somewhere, but it, it escaped me. Well, well I, I, I have one. Well, you okay. gather your thoughts. There. Yeah, so, yeah sounds okay. good. I want to talk about Nils Hoglander for a sec. Do you think in, if not now, do you think he's going to be part of this core group for the Canucks? Or do you think he could possibly be an expendable piece? Yeah, Josh, great question. No, I, I think he's here and he's here to stay. I think he surprised a lot of people coming out of training camp, uh, not only just making the team, but becoming a staple on the second line with Horvat and Pearson. And now with PDO, that's the de facto first line. And we saw it tonight, right? Hoglander with his goal and assist and then Horvat with two and one. I, I love his compete level. I love how he's quite humble. I love how he he seems to really fit in with the team already. And to get someone like that in the second round, um, early in the second round, but still in the second round, and already his development path is 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 quicker than Podkolzin, which is fine. You know, it, it doesn't matter. No two players are alike. No, I think he's here to stay. And the fact that, you know, he's in his first year, rookie year, obviously, you, we get him for two more years under this contract. And then we'll see. We'll see if we bridge him like we've done Besser. We'll see if we try and turn a longer term like a Horvat. But um, to answer your question, yes, I, I definitely think he's part of this. We can add him to this young core of, Horvat, Besser, Hughes, Pedersen, Demko, and you can add Hoglander's name to that list. What do you guys think? Yeah, uh, honestly, like from what I see, like obviously from face value, just after what, like kind of half the season, like I'm bought in. Like I think the the compete level, like you can't train that in a person. Like I find like your how hard you try and like the desire to win and to do well. That's something you can't instill into a person that and he goes out and he like he gives it every single shift like there is never time off for this kid or at least it doesn't seem like it so i'm i'm all hyped up about him for sure i'm all yeah i would say i would say so too sometimes josh asks a question and it makes me think like 
like damn did, was his mind there like was <laughs> like were you considering that josh like sometimes i need to i need to step back and i'm like holy like who am i podcasting with right now right. but then i remember we're, we're josh we've talked about this today we're two very different people and our minds think different ways there you go right that's why <laughs> that's why you're a better golf player than i am i overthink things a bit too much and forgive me guys how do you uh, quickly or you can take as long as you want as your show how how do you guys all know each other we all so, used to work together at a point yeah that's the short answer I used yeah, to work still- with these two, the top screen. That was the worst time of my life. Um, <laughs> but somehow we ended up being friends. And then, yeah, Elijah and Raph. Elijah and Raph are high school sweethearts. So oh, we go way <laughs> back, man. What is yeah. it now, like 14 years, Raph? No, not not yet. We're at 12 years right now, since 2009. I would say, no, lo- yeah. Go ahead, it's like sorry. half our lives we spent together, unfortunately. And local but boys, I mean, too? And you guys are yeah. from here? I'm yeah. from Calgary. Josh okay, cool, from Calgary. Cool, cool. Yeah. I'm technically guys... from Burnaby, but I've been living in like Surrey, North Delta for uh, like 15 years now. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, Ra- Raffle, this is funny. I was, I like thought about this randomly today and now, now it's up in conversation. I feel yeah. like mine and Raffle's friendship, we're at the point where if you compare it to a marriage, it would be defined as like the, you're learning that love is hard. You know, I was gonna say we're slowly approaching divorce. Just <laughs> well, that might be after the, yeah. the, like, the, the decision comes afterwards. But the, we're learning that love is not easy for in no. the entire life. So you have to put in some effort. You got to work away at it. Exactly, it's a daily thing, Raffle. Exactly. Man, this, this is way more than a hockey podcast. This is like life lessons with three yeah, actually, guys. Yeah, Seriously, we don't man. like we don't like getting this deep into it, but sometimes it does unintentionally happen. But yeah. can you do right? Well, I will say I might be bringing the average, uh, you know, uh, looks up, but I'm also bringing the average age up here too as well. I think I've been married for almost as long as half you guys been alive. Actually. Oh my god! Good for yeah. you. Well, thanks. I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I this went... next game tonight, guys. Um, I'm going to jump back into it here. So, because you said something earlier where you said if they make the playoffs, I don't know if, if they'll have enough gas for to do anything. And if tonight's game is any indication, I will come down to earth a little bit and say that's absolutely right. That kind of looked a little bit like the Vegas games in the playoffs, you know, where Holtby played out of his mind. Yeah. Um, best game is a Canuck by save? far. Yeah. Which one? The, the <laughs> fucking, sorry, I guess. Yeah. Uh, hey, the, one where, the, one, the, the full yeah. somersault. Yeah. That yeah, we fully rolled over. I never got a good camera angle to see if that. I was pretty sure that was going in. If he didn't do that, right? I was. It was. I was watching it on Twitter. From what it looks like, was that yeah, it went off his pad. Then it looked like it, or no, yeah, it was going in. It got like kind of like scooped up and over. I'm watching it right now, and then he actually caught it with his uh, left pad in the air. Yeah, like, because that's fucking he poked, nuts. Yeah, because Simmons was coming in. The way he poke checked him, the puck is still going towards the net. So you're right. Yeah. If if he carried that momentum. Exactly. If he doesn't lift that leg up, um, yeah. yeah, that's in. Oh, by the way, Josh, where'd you golf today? I golf too as well. Oh, well, I don't know if you call it golf, but you're, you're <laughs> a golfer. Love that. I no, no, that. my boys are my two boys, uh, my two sons. They were uh, junior members at Colchina uh, just for a couple of years in Richmond. But it got yeah. You, when you're playing golf, unlimited golf for seven hundred bucks a year, you can't beat that on a private course, right? So yeah. they're good. Yeah. Um, I'm my short game is good. My chipping and putting my off the tee. I'm useless. I might as well just throw the ball, honestly. Um, so I was at, uh, the, uh, what's it called? Oh gosh. The links at Hampton Cove, the small one out in Delta today. Uh, the, yeah. Where were you? I was, uh, I was golfing at Hazelmere actually. Oh, nice. Uh, South Surrey. And yeah, it it was nice. And then I shot a one Oh three and here we are. Oh, Um, you look like a golf. Wait, haven't you not showered yet? Like, are you just been saying you're like, yeah, I had a twilight round. I teed off at 
oh, okay. uh, five, five after four. And then Elijah's like, hey, we got uh, Clay coming on. You're going to be home? And I'm like, yeah. So I just ripped all the way to New West going like, hey, whoa, whoa, don't, the highway. don't try and sewer me here, dude. We had this. You you came at me two days ago. You're like, hey, by the way, I'm golfing at five. So <laughs> let's, let's switch the narrative a little bit there, maybe. I Elijah, did. so good. Just so you know, Josh, Elijah doesn't throw you under the bus at all in this chat. Today. I don't know if you guys all get it. He actually said to me, hey, man, we just had a scheduling uh, snafu. Can we, can, can we go so he didn't say who was golfing. He didn't say it was you, man. And he didn't yeah. say that you weren't going to yeah. shower first. He didn't say any of that stuff. Yeah, it's fine. See, secrets out so anyway. yeah good thing i usually come up with like a pretty elaborate lie i'm like man josh's mom like she you know just came down with sickness he's really taking care of her but yeah yeah killed off all my family because i'm always late he's like yeah like josh i'm gonna die and then next week it's like yeah josh <laughs> josh's <laughs> sister passed away it's like, like, <laughs> like it's rough sick yeah it's the modern uh the boy who cried wolf but now it's the Elijah who cried, uh, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> real, real, real quick before we get too far away from it. Sorry, Elijah. Sorry. Uh, people in chat started guessing what Josh shot today. Swishers was the closest with a 102. Yep. Off by one stroke. I just want to put Not some respect one. on that real quick. Very good. good guess. Uh, Clay, yeah. I really don't mean to sewer you if this, if this, um, if this is going to reveal some bad information, but what did you shoot today? Uh, I don't even know because truly, okay. I, I'm pretty yep, sure I funny. was, yeah, my best round. So Josh, I, the way you're talking, I, I presume one three is not good for you. Like you're no. a nineties or at least, yeah, I'm, I'm a nineties guy. Like I'm not okay. like, if I'm, if I'm low nineties, I'm happy. If I'm mid I'm, I'm chilling. Like I can, I can live my life with that not want to jump off the lion's gate, but yeah. Right. So <laughs> I, okay. That's fair. My, my best round is probably between one Oh five and one ten. I just go out there to have fun. Right. Kind of like totally. when I play roller. So today we're, it was only a par 58 because it's 29 and 29. Right. Cause it's a bunch of threes and two fours. So right. I probably, Oh, I know I was 14 over on the front, probably a bit better on the back. So 26 over, I probably shot, gosh, I probably shot an 84, but on a fifth par 58 course. <laughs> this is where it comes down to your perspective though because i'm still like i'm i've shot probably my best round is maybe a 96 i think in my yeah. life and but you would not know that by the way that i react i react like i'm as good as tiger woods like if i shank a drive <laughs> i'm cussing i'm like so angry where you're shooting like like you said you're in the 105 110s but you have the best attitude yeah. about it well, you should see like our foursomes when we're out there it's probably it's if there's toxic. not a little bit of alcohol it's pretty toxic <laughs> yeah, well, put it this way, you guys. This is how bad I am. And this course is so small, but it's, I think, even on the website, they say bring a lot of golf balls because there's a lot of water, I guess. So yeah. I lost a ball. This is so bad on holes two, four, six, eight. So even, right? <laughs> then, then you repeat the nine. So guess yeah. what? I lost a ball on hole number one, which is technically hole 10. So I went two, four, six, eight, ten. Oh, no way. <laughs> oh my God. I was going to say, like, if you're playing a full course and you started approaching hole 10, I'd be like, there's no way. Like there's no way I'm gonna I'm no I, if there's a water feature I just walk I'd walk off. <laughs> yeah, give me give me the give me the drop and the stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but when I when I think about it though, and I really think about this, like it goes back. Okay, actually, I want to ask: Are you a positive person just in terms of the Canucks, or do you have meltdowns on the golf course, or are you just full <laughs> positive full time? What do you think? Honestly, take a guess. <laughs> I. 
honestly, like I, I actually, there's so clay. I've been talking to you for 23 minutes and 25 seconds. And I actually want to hang out with you. And I know that COVID's <laughs> a thing, but I want to go to a Canucks game where they get worked and you just talk me out of it. Or me and, me and Elijah go golfing with you. And we're like right about to snap our drivers in half. And you're like, guys, like just, Stop keeping score. Like you don't need the negativity. And we're like, no, I, we let's do this. It. Let's do this. And then I'll, I'll throw the show back to you. Cause it's your guys show. Raph, do you golf as well? Uh, not as much as these guys. I think the last time I golfed was I played a par three about a year ago. Okay. Well, if you go, let's go the four of us. Let's just set yeah. it up and let's oh, yeah. in the summer. Let's I make bet. it happen. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. I'm down. Just, My short game's been on fire lately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, mini, mini putt putt and Langley don't count, man. Like, Damn I don't it. Yeah. <laughs> like to go by Poco by the fucking highway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Nice. Yeah. Well, so, I, I have some. So about the like you creating vlogs and, and the kind of the YouTube content. Um, I'll admit I don't. I I tried to do some homework on kind of like where either where you got started or kind of like what was your first biggest hit or like what kind of got you going on that, the domino? What, what's, what's the story behind that? And where, where'd you get started? Yeah. So I started a YouTube channel, uh, I'd say 12 or 13 years ago, and it was mostly to put some goofy videos I was making with my family and things like that. Then what happened is the Olympics were here and I did daily vlogs for the winter Olympics in 2010. Then the Canucks make the finals in 2011, right? A year later. And then I was that my channel started to pick up a little bit. But it was in that year where I started to create these parody songs um, with my really good friend from back in the day named Marie. She sings the anthems, as you guys know, for the Canucks, yes. the Whitecaps, and many others. So mm -hmm. that's what actually started to bring a lot of uh, more eyeballs to the channel. And then, believe it or not, we actually did two Seahawks. Remember the Seahawks made it to the Super Bowl back-to-back? -back? They won one, they lost one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we made two parody songs then, and those ones have 300,000 views on YouTube, which is pretty cool because wow. everyone yeah. – of course. So then I get all these new subscribers and they find out I'm a Canucks vlogger, not a Seahawks vlogger. And then they unsubscribe, but that's okay. I kept a few of them. And then my <laughs> channel has, my channel has slowly grown since I'd say uh, the last five or six years. It helps that I, um, when the Canucks are doing better, obviously. And because I'm a season ticket holder, I've been the season ticket holder for 10 years. I'm able to bring that perspective a little bit as well. So I'd say, Elijah, to answer your question, it was the parody song. So I have a, I've done three dozen songs now with the Canucks for the Canucks. I've had Jake Bertan and Ben Hutton. What a pair. They were dancing in one of my videos. Um, uh, I've done a lot of fun things like that, but really the, the channel grew or at least um, grew uh, exponentially when I did those two Seahawks songs in those two Super Bowl years. Nice. nice. Sometimes that's all it takes, right? It's like, you just need something to kind of like get your exposure all the way out there. And then other people start paying yeah. more attention to you for lack of a better term. Right. And then no, you kind true. of focus on doing what yeah. you want to do. Yeah. And you guys know this as content creators. Uh, it, it really depends on, I, I think when I, I keep talking about perspective, I think I'm showing my old man wisdom here, but uh, um, I'm not trying to go viral. I'm not trying to do media for uh, a living. I, it's just a, a way for me to express my fandom creatively. And mm -hmm. I love it as a hobby. And because I, it's a hobby, I don't get too stressed if a video doesn't do as well, or if I can't get this guest from my next zoom chat or whatever, it's just whatever. Uh, I love it. I, I love doing it and I put uh, time and effort into it, but truly is a hobby for me. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Sorry, Josh, did you have one there? I, I have one question and it was more so related back, um, back to the Canucks and just in terms of like where we're at right now in the season. Sure. So public enemy number one right now in the Canucks organization is Jim Benning. <laughs> or so it means. And what are your thoughts kind of in this off season? Do you think he stays? Do you want him to stay? Um, you know, where do you kind of see the ownership taking this team moving forward? 
Yeah, great question. He's the second longest tenured GM right now, right? At seven years. And in those seven years, he had two playoff experience, uh, you know, appearances. So that's not great. I thought at the end of February, Josh, I thought he was done just because the way the team was playing, they, they were getting blown out 5-1, 6-0, those kind of things. And then they had their little mini run in March, right? And I, then I thought that saved, uh, saved him a little bit. Then he does a good signing, in my opinion, in Demko. Not so good signing in Pearson. Makes a couple of decent trades. I just think Francesco Eccolini really likes Jim Benning. Mm-hmm. And together, for better or for worse, and, and I don't know if we're going to get into this, but there, there are a lot of people that don't like, maybe even the players, don't like the way ownership and management handled this whole return-to-play thing, and it took the players to stand up and and and, and make a stand. So to answer your question, um, I still think he's going to be here next season. I think I do think Travis Green is going to be here. They're, they're just trying to figure out the money. But um, I know a lot of people wouldn't be disappointed. Benning's a nice guy. I've met him. Um, and I, I think his, his his drafting is good. Is, that takes a team. His um, his trades have been okay, and his contracts and contract extensions have been poor. Like very generally speaking, so you have a good, you have an average, and you have a poor. And I guess it averages out to an average, but a lot of people aren't happy with him right now. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, actually. Yeah, yeah, and and that's I, I do agree with that because I think once you come down to earth, you can't. You have to admit, all of us do as positive people that the, the signings have really been the glaring one. And yep. I, you know what? I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him a pass on the Ericsson one, just because of like, in my opinion, 2014 was really the last year that we saw those kind of contracts for old guys. Like th- those oh, yeah. don't exist. The, the reason it's so bad isn't because of how bad Ericsson is, but also because of how those contracts just don't get given out after that year. Like yeah. it doesn't exist and, for and like, how, be, how old he is. And to yep. be fair, like when he dished out that Ericsson contract, like that was his first year as a GM when he and he had was the AGM of Boston when Erickson had that career year in that yeah, year. Yeah, like, like 30, 30 plus goals or something like yeah, that, dude. So like, like, it wasn't when you, terrible. When you factor in those intangibles, like, yes, it's a bad contract, but also at the same time, it's like this guy knows what he's going to get based on, you know, he's watched him play. Like, he's been part of Benning's franchise before. You yeah, know? and that yeah. day, you guys might remember, there were a bunch of goofy contracts. Nielsen, Ocposo, Bacchus. All these guys yeah. are making $6 million a Andrew year for five Black. or six years. Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And they're all terrible contracts pretty much at this point. It's not just like we got the bad one. Like, yeah, they're all that, bad. That's the tough part. So, And that, this is where I, I kind of had an interesting question I came up with on the fly here is um, the idea of media. Like I don't want to name any specific media person, but there are a lot of them out there that drive me crazy, not only in the Vancouver market, just in general sports media. And my question is like, do you think in general – sports media is just too negative and they kind of go along with the the easy way like it's easy to be negative it's easy to highlight that those kind of hot topics and things like that do you like do you think there's more space to be more positive or even just more genuine than that side you know yeah uh, that's a great question i'm gonna limit myself here to two minutes so start me on a timer because i I could go i've been blessed to interview about two dozen local national media on on my youtube channel and so i wouldn't call them colleagues or peers even but I, i do have a very healthy respect for them. But I do think some of them, not all, are looking for the viral tweet or the big, you know, the the thing that gets them, everyone talking about them. And and one person who I, I respect a lot uh, is Thomas Drance. But I think a lot of people have noticing that he's becoming, he seems to be becoming a little more cynical. And maybe yeah. he's trying to do the Botchford thing, but he's not as good as Botchford doing the Botchford thing. Or maybe maybe he just is cynical and we just don't remember him that way. And I and I say this respectfully, he, he's always getting into arguments on Twitter and not just with with Drance, with a lot of these guys, 
it becomes, you know, who gets the last word. And that's, that drives me crazy, right? A little, a, bit, yeah. a little bit like that. I do think, John, uh, Elijah, there, there is room for more positive or at least balanced reporting. A lot of people make fun of Ian McIntyre, but I think he's, he's balanced. Like he's old school, yeah. but I like him a lot. He, he's very balanced. He, he does his homework. And the other thing, two other things I'll say real quick, and that's why I want to limit myself. Um, I don't okay. think they do a great job on the Zooms. I, I get that you can only ask a question a certain way and uh, and that really you just want to ask a question, get out of the way, and and then let them go with it, right? The, but then you have Ben Kuzma going for 45-second soliloquies. You have, uh, you know, Brennan Batchelor <laughs> always asking the same question because he's the house radio, so he gets the first. Like, this is kind of bad, but it's just kind of things I noticed. Um but yeah. you know that that's one thing, uh, and the and, other thing I was yeah sorry go ahead yeah sorry it's just it, yeah and I think my my question kind of evolved in my mind as you're answering it too and one of the biggest things that sticks out to me is that interaction between media and players because that's the medium that we get as fans right like that's the closest you get and I yeah. find so often whether they're consciously doing it or not they're aiming to tear this player down like yeah. almost. 90% of the time it's either to tear them down or it's just to get like a sound bite, right? And yeah. I, I just think I think it'd be so cool, so refreshing if like even after a shit game, even after like this player plays horrible, like a Jake for Channing game, I think it would be sweet if you just like, I don't know, talked light with them for a little bit or like highlighted a different part of it. I just think totally. there's 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 room to get like creative here. And I think it's just <laughs> become so cookie cutter with what they do in those interviews. And it's funny, Elijah, that's exactly what I was going to get that uh, get to with my last point is you guys might have heard that uh, the media made a big, uh, big stink uh, that they the Canucks close practice for the past couple of days. Jim Benning yeah. cited privacy concerns. Uh, the media thought that was insulting, thinking that for anyone to think that they weren't were not going to report fairly. So it's all back and forth. Some people are saying they're a bunch, being a bunch of babies. Others are saying, no, that's their job. Fine, 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 fine. But uh Quinn Hughes today, he basically said, I don't know where the report of me being on an IV came from. Well, I looked it I up. It was, that, from yeah. Matt, it was from Matt Sakaris, who I like a lot, actually. I've had him. Uh, I, I speak to him. He's been very good to me. But, yes, yeah. a lot of these guys, they try and break or be a little bit salacious with their story. Yeah. Um, and it helps. It drives clicks, uh, you know, views, all those things, listens. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's it, it's an industry now where it's not about being right. I've heard a lot of people say yeah. it's not about being right. It's about being first, which is yeah. like – it, 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 and you can totally see it in interviews and just any kind of interaction the NHL has with people now is the like the 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 relationship between medium and fan or players is as worse as it's ever been. I would say. Yeah. So and maybe this whole Zoom thing, like I get it. I get for a media member, and like I do respect them uh, for sure. But I get and I get it's different, right? You're you're talking through a computer screen as opposed to being ten feet away with with a microphone. So I get all that, but uh, I'd be very interested to see how it looks when when things are back to normal or as close to normal as possible mm-hmm. yeah agreed agreed on that one there um okay we don't have we we got to let you run here because we know you're doing your own live stream coming up pretty soon ah, here so those guys can wait it's fine don't worry about it <laughs> um, I, this is I more fun <laughs> I, I love asking these questions to our guests um where is your your personal hockey skill at oh <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the reaction I'm looking for. Let's hear it. Yeah, um, you think my golf is bad, you guys? Uh, on so I'm a good ice skater. I actually took um, power skating and figure skating in in elementary school. Um, I have horrible hands though, so I've never played ice hockey in my life, but I can skate. So I've been playing on this roller hockey team for the past eight or t- nine years. We're a bunch of church guys, so of course we're called the Holy Rollers. So that's our team, right? And, <laughs> awesome. And, and honestly. Um, I am probably a 
four line, fourth line player, but too bad we only have three lines on our team. Like that's how bad I am. Um, I will park my big butt in front of the net, uh, either our net or their net, and a puck will always hit me in my my big butt. Um, it's you know good if I'm blocking a shot. It's bad if I'm blocking one of my play, my teammate shots. But the, the funny thing is, I'm kind of like the elder statesman. You guys know uh, with competitive players, especially in hockey, if if people know that you're good. They're going to come at you, right? They're going to give you that that shot to the ankles or that slash to the hands or or yeah. or, or try and trash talk you. You yeah. guys, no one says a thing to me. I don't think people, <laughs> I don't think the other team knows that I'm even on the ice. I mean, on on the on the floor. And that's honestly, um, um, and my teammates always joke around that that anytime they see me like ran into someone or or or, or accidentally check someone, they they see me get up and they can't even hear me, but they know I'm laughing because my shoulders are like uh you know kind of going up and down. So. I, I'm not saying I'm a comedy act, but I am saying that um, I truly, you know how when someone does a dirty hit, what are you doing, man? We all got to go to work tomorrow or whatever. Well, yeah. no one hits me. No one no one does anything to me. They just know that I'm the old guy kind of uh, pastorally pastoring these other guys and that <laughs> yeah. I just need to get some exercise. Um, so to, to answer your question, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, you are fitting the mold for what we need on our team coming up in the fall. So I'm gonna officially put you down on the sub list for what we've got. Wait, I think is it ice or roller? It's ice. It's oh, ice. It's ice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, but see, this is the thing: is that we've got a team full of guys who've never ice skated before, but have played hockey growing up. So I okay. think, like, we've got comments from a guy named Swisher and Twitch. He's saying, "Clay, buddy, we're the opposite. All te- all hands team, but nothing else." <laughs> That's pretty much, I think, the title our entire team would hold: is no one thinks they can skate. Everyone yeah. thinks they're they're Wayne Gretzky with the hands, though. So, <laughs> so we got to somehow find a way for me to get to a puck, somehow get it to you, and you guys do the rest. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Absolutely. pretty much. Yeah. All right, all right. You guys are on the same. You guys are on the same ice hockey team. Which league do you play in? Well, okay, we've never we, we're like forming a team. This we haven't done it. It was we were forming it during COVID, and then we got we got exnated by the restrictions. So it's it's been like six months in the work now. But the positive side of that, here's the perspective: is we've gotten to have like eight guests on now and we've we've totally delegated all you guys to pretty much be our sub list so all right well make me number eight of those eight but i'll i'll come out maybe i'll maybe i'll vlog about it or something first there you go (laughs) you could be like our own personal paparazzi it'll be great (laughs) get us a bit more exposure and i'll tell you right now the media player connection it would be pretty damn good yeah there you go or you can stick a gopro on me but all you'll see is you know the ceiling right because i'll be on the That's ice, 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 ceiling. Anyways, Clay, actually, I wanted to give, I, we talked about this before. I wanted to give you a chance to kind of take the floor for a few seconds at the end here and just tell any listeners where they can find you, whether it be live streams or any kind of other content. Awesome. Well, guys, I really appreciate this. And honestly, that was the fastest 40 minutes or 38 minutes I think I've, I've had. So uh, apparently we're going golfing this summer and yep. I'm, I'm the number eight sub on your, your ice hockey team. Is that what we've established so far? Absolutely yeah, correct. Okay, Thanks. cool. Thanks. No, I, I appreciate this and we, we should do it again. Um, I'm on Twitter at Canuck Clay, as you can see on my on my screen name. I'm on Instagram at Clayton Nemo, but on you know my full name, but uh on Instagram it's less hockey stuff. So for the for the hockey stuff, it's definitely Canuck Clay both on Twitter and on YouTube, daily content, whether it's uh, post-game live streams, commentaries, songs vlogs uh breaking analysis uh, you no know, news and analysis whatever it is and yeah all you got to say is hey i'm a member you don't there's no code word it's not like glcpc or anything just come watch come enjoy the content and uh and uh yeah that, that's where i am uh twitter and youtube at canuck clay Hell yeah dude 
yeah. Anyways, man, we, we, we can't thank you enough, dude. It's, it's always refreshing having a, having a good chatty guest who once again shares our positive perspective. <laughs> it just makes things so much easier like that. Well, guys, keep up the great work. Thanks for having me. Um, thank you know, uh, you guys know what you're doing. I started to listen to a lot of your stuff to prepare for this and, uh, no, keep up the great work. There's, there's a lot of podcasts in this market, but there's also a lot of room for all the content creators. And if you're bringing something different, something unique, something that's your own, um, and from the following you have, I can tell you guys are doing that very well. So, uh, let's talk about on the links or on the, on the ice. Oh yeah, dude. Combination of the two. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thanks guys. All right. Thanks. Take care. We'll talk soon. Okay. Take care. Bye now. Oh, where's my, there's my screen. All right. See at the end there, I was at the end there. Once again, man, I got to be official here guys. Hell yeah. Clay Emu. That guy is electric. Boys. Oh, absolutely. Boys. Can I just say one thing? Absolutely. Does anyone else just feel happy? Yeah, like, I'm just, just in a better mood. Like, <laughs> I, I came into this, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm like, I'm so tired. I'm like, I've yeah. up early, been golfing, all that shit. Yeah. And then this guy comes on, he's just like a little like lightning rod of positivity that just like shot up through my entire body. So I'm pumped, yeah. boys. I'm ready to go. Josh, I came oh, into yeah. this fully prepared to tell you to piss off in the first five minutes. And here we are, 40 <laughs> minutes in, still civil. This is great. And you're like, and you're like, Josh, I want a hug now. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, I I feel like I want to I want to be I want to just sound confident and say I knew that it was going to be like that because I've watched some of his stuff. I've followed Clay for a little while now, and he, he's relentless, dude. On like his his pursuit of of happiness, like yeah. it's just there's never any faltering. I will say this: I forgot to mention. Is it the office where Michael Scott like tries this positive approach? It might not be the office. It might be a different show where like someone is just positive the entire time and they just bottle everything up and then like eventually they just break you know <laughs> like I, we should have asked him like what are his outlets like what is your stress ball figuratively because yeah. <laughs> i've tried this positive thing too and i've blown up a couple times like i know you had you asked him that about the golf links but just in life man, it's tough little do we know clay does like brazilian jujitsu or something on the side or like boxing or something just to kind of like <laughs> blow off steam every now and again <laughs> has his own like smash therapy room at his house oh yeah. that'd be sick yeah be wild. awesome uh, hey where do we want to go okay well um where do we want to go with this next well okay i feel like we didn't really touch too much on what happened tonight with the canucks during the interview um it was it was awesome i think we, we were bouncing all over the place which is great that's that's when it's the most fun but guys tonight it was officially the return of the canucks um game one after this whole covid circus that we have going on and, and you know what we talked about just never knowing what was going to happen game one against the leafs happens um and the canucks man they fucking battle they take two very important points off the leafs mm-hmm. and yeah, and I know none of us watched the game because we were like, come on, guys. Anyone listen to us? It was 22 degrees, completely blue skies. We were outside beautiful all day. day. Yeah. Beautiful day. It was yeah. a beautiful day to not watch hockey, unfortunately. <laughs> but so I went back and I watched the highlights. I did I did a good homework thing there. And Josh, I could kind of fill you in. And Ralph, I think you you probably know this too, but it was the Holpe show. We mentioned in the, in the interview yeah. it was the Holpe show the whole way. He must have had eight to ten highlight real saves. Really? So, Can, Canucks that, Twitter is just all Holpe right now. And, Holby uh, and Horvat, I believe. Yeah, Horvat, yeah. two goals in the game. Hoglander, a goal in the game. Uh, I think we were outshot like thirty-eight or some thirty-nine to to twenty-six or something like that. So it was no, it was a lopsided game for sure. Thirty-nine to twenty-eight, I think, in favor. Yeah. Of- yeah, yeah. So 
here we are, guys. I mean, we're, we're back into the hockey season for the Canucks, and, and many people will not side with this, but the playoff train is fucking alive, dude. The engine's <laughs> full. We're making one last push, all right? I like how no matter no matter how many games in a row we lose, every time we win one, one game, you'll be like, the playoff train's back. It's Seriously, back. We could lose the next four. You'll be like, it's back. <laughs> I should have entered into the segment and say, well, guys, breaking news. Uh, the Canucks have goaltenders. Yeah. And they're fucking good. <laughs> um, now, I, I have a yeah. question. Again, like I didn't watch the game, so I don't I don't have any news or insight as to why. But did was there a reason why Demko did not play? Uh, I personally do not know. Elijah probably has a better idea as to if Demko played or not, or why he didn't play. But that is a fantastic question. I I didn't even I didn't even think about it. I have no idea. Oh really? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like my first instinct seeing Holpe in that was like, oh, like is Demko still like on the shelf or anything to do with like COVID? So I I wasn't sure. Um, but okay, yeah. Nonetheless, I mean, good win. And you know what though? Like again. Didn't watch the game, but good on Brayden Holpe. Like, I feel like this is when Brayden Holpe actually starts to, like, get it done. Like, he he shows that veteran presence. Like, the one thing I will say about veteran goaltenders is they are mentally strong. Like, they've been around the league enough to know, like, okay, when it's crunch time and when it's, you know, it's okay, like, if you take a loss. And, you know, like, Holpe has played in a market in Washington where – you know, expectations are always high and they always come crashing down. And, you know, like with him, like, you know, he's had to carry a lot of that weight on that team. And I feel like, you know, if Demko doesn't start the next game for whatever reason, um, you know, I think Holpe is good enough to kind of handle Vancouver in the second half of the season. Yeah, it's, so I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, to kind of look through this on Twitter just to see if I could find anything in it. I, I'm not finding any information about Demko being injured. This is this is going to oh, be extent of start. our... Yeah, maybe. And looks like a damn good decision at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so here we are, Canucks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... I'm going to make an F1 race right now, and the entire Canucks community is saying, guys, pit the car, retire the car, it's over. Fuck it, dude. We're yeah. going for fourth. <laughs> Let's shoot for 40. Let's, Let's shoot, shoot for 40. For 40. <laughs> Can't wait. Anyways, Josh. Real... Oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say something because real quick while we dropped a Zach and Cody reference. Josh, did you know that the girl who plays London Tipton's uh, married to Macaulay Culkin? No. Who... Yeah. I. You know what? It's so funny you say that. I was talking to someone about it the other day. Yeah. And... I'm like, how the fuck is Brenda Song married to the guy from Home Alone? Like, yeah, where right? is that? I don't know, man. Like, I feel like Disney, like Disney's weird, dude. Like, I feel like it's all part of like a family and they're all like incest fucking. <laughs> but that's just my own. That's just my own opinion. But well, and they're expecting a baby, dude. Macaulay cracked out. It's going to have a baby. I mean, no, he's he's on the straight and narrow now, which is good. But yeah, uh, but for a little bit there. He's going he's going to be a daddy. Yeah. Wait, back to hockey. Okay, hockey. E. Well, okay, hockey. Uh, Josh, how was your golf game today? Okay, that's, golf game. That's where I was going with that. Okay. Sick. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to keep it short because last time I feel like I went way too overboard. So, yeah, a little bit. Uh, the tee box. <laughs> fuck, you really kept it short, hey? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> keep it short, dude. Buddy lags the fuck out. out. See ya. See ya, buddy. Okay. I, I will say this story right now is that yeah. so 
I was calling Josh on his way home when he was coming for the podcast. And <laughs> uh, we haven't mentioned it yet, but we're also golfing tomorrow. We're, yeah. we're golfing, making a little trip out of it. And so I asked. Is that Harrison? I liked, I, yeah, at Harrison. Yeah. We're going to golf uh, Sandpiper tomorrow. So yeah. I I didn't even ask him. I was planning on hanging up without asking him because I was like, we'll talk about the podcast. But he's like, yeah. Elijah, before you go, I shot an 89. And I was like, my jaw kind of dropped a little bit. And I was like, I didn't even say anything. I was like, uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye. I just <laughs> up on him. So I was like, fuck that, dude. I'm not hearing that noise right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he called yeah, me back and I was like, up. I don't want to hear this. He's like, I shot a 103. I'm just kidding. I, was kind of like, <laughs> I, I told him this. I was like, I kind of was genuinely happy for you because like we talk about it, dude. One day we'll get there. hundred percent. It it'll be an awesome occasion when we could do any kind of improvement. But the competitive individual in you is also like you don't want to see somebody at your skill level succeed so much more rapidly than exactly because I know I'm like ninety percent sure I'm not shooting an eighty nine tomorrow. So that kind of threw me for a little bit of a bone there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel feel comfort in that your entire story cut out, so you can just start from the T box. Yeah, no, I, I knew because my my screen boys. I'm sorry, my Wi Fi is just it's a okay. pain in the ass right now. So I'm I apologize. So what I will say is I, I literally, the, the point where it cut off was, I think it was like the T-Box. So T-Box was average. Uh, irons were average. Putting was actually unreal. Like anything inside six feet, it was in the hole, which was actually nuts. Wow. Um, my short game though, like my, my putter saved me essentially. Like my short game was not good. There were some skulls. There were some overshots. There were some chunks. Like anything between 90 yards to chipping yeah. it, it it was it was rough like it, it was really frustrating because that's normally a part of my game that's actually pretty good and and i'm trying some new things off the tee box and i'm trying to figure stuff out with my iron so i was actually just i was indifferent about it but yeah putting was good but yeah the the short game is gonna have to fucking improve tomorrow for sure um, okay, how about so i i did let the i let the listeners know um that we're golfing tomorrow. And so you got another round coming up tomorrow, Josh. I want to yeah. hear the mental side here. So give yeah. me what give me one or two thoughts that you are going to keep out of your mind tomorrow when we golf. What are two thoughts that you're either going to make sure you don't even think about them? Or actually I'll give you an option. You could do that. Or what are like what's a mantra or something you're going to tell yourself in your head tomorrow? Yeah, you're you gonna like completely block out the fact that you shot a 102 today. You know what? Um the one thing I will say is I'm actually no, cause I knew like this round was booked after the round that we're playing tomorrow was booked. So like yeah. I, I knew going in, I was going to play back backgrounds, which I don't always like to do um, for that kind of sole purpose. However, the one thing I will say is I did not play horrendous today. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad about that because otherwise I'd kind of be in my own head about like, holy shit, Josh, like you need, you need to have a, ba a bounce back round. Yeah. Whereas if I shot a really low score, like a low 90, I'd be like, okay, Josh, like that's, that's going to be a tough task to follow. Yeah. So you're going to want to meet that standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So like, I feel that like, if I can get anywhere, if I can somehow, and I, and I know I can do this, if I can shave off six strokes for tomorrow's game, I will be happy. I, I really will be like, there's not a, there's not a lot that I actually am going to get in my own head about. Like, like, like I said, like I'm indifferent about my iron, so nothing's going to change there. My tee box game has been slightly improving, which is great. The short game though is, is really what's going to be in my head. Like I need to be able to 
you know, obviously read greens properly, take the right club, not try and do Phil Mickelson flop shots and all that. <laughs> like, because yeah. for a couple of points when I'm like, Josh, I'm like, you, you should be able to make the shot like you've done it at the driving range. And I do it. And it's just like, like, why do you do that? Like, you never do that shot. Like, why are you doing yeah. it now? There's no need, you know? And like, it's an interesting one, but going into tomorrow, like I didn't play horrendous and I didn't play off or I didn't play out of my mind. So in a way I'm, I'm, in a good state right now it's more yeah. so just getting enough sleep for sure because i am tired and i think we'll jump into that now actually. what time are you guys golfing 9 30 but we're out oh fucking harrison yeah yeah so so leave your house by like what eight no oh fuck no 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 i'm i'm leaving my house at like 7 30 it's an hour and a half drive so and i want to get warmed up and everything like I'm i was gonna, gonna say 30 yeah so or no, it's a nine thirty. Yeah, I want to be there for nine. So yeah, seven thirty. You're right. Yeah. Holy hell. E, you're muted. By the way, I don't know if you knew that. I saw you lip syncing oh, over there, and I'm like, I think he's trying I to was, talk. I was fucking eating a cracker, and I was doing the responsible thing. I made. Do you want to see him do it? I like literally in the middle of me talking. I made. I made these. Uh, fuck off with the color, dude. It's a. Uh, <laughs> it's a sick little cracker with some uh, some Calabrese salami with some pesto on that bitch too. With some oh, goat cheese too, yeah. I, so I, I munched one of those when you were talking. I, I like intentionally asked you kind of a long question because I was like, "These look really good." <laughs> anyway, raffle, raffle. Before I move on, you're you're kind of a betting man these days. What do you think are the odds are that I'm on time tomorrow? Nine thirty. Keep in No chance. You're you're showing up nine forty five with no warm up. You're just going in dry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I here's the thing though, Raph is. Yeah. Elijah, so I'm driving up tomorrow, and Elijah, I don't really have the heart to t tell you over the phone, but I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just bring it up anyway. Part of the reason why I don't want to carpool with you guys is not because of COVID, because I know you guys are vaccinated. I hate being late, and you're going to be late. I'm sorry, you are going to be late. I don't, like, there, Man, there's no... Man, Elijah. No, seriously. You are like, going to be I late. Can't, I, can't, I can't carpool with someone that thinks it's okay to just like show up to the tee box and just tee off i refuse to do that so that is playing a major role why are you getting so close to the camera i don't like it because i want you to look at my face and lie to me like that that's what i want <laughs> dude i swear when you're watching sounds of the lambs and hannibal lecter's face is just right there <laughs> damn it josh was i late today when no this morning aren't. feels like a fucking day ago it feels like a long time ago that's for sure <laughs> yeah I'm but barely we awake right to, weren't we also supposed to hang out at 1 30 today is the time that you told me and i showed up at i think like 2 15 and that's when everybody just got there including you <laughs> absolutely so <laughs> i i'm not about i i do not sewer people that's not what i'm about megan it was her fault but it was honestly just it's just the way it goes don't worry about it but yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say, Eve, but like, I just I can't carpool. I can't rely on people when I golf. I can't go into the tee box. Hey, listen, I've jo <laughs> I've I've told Josh this many times. Tomorrow, there's two things. If somehow I get into a crash and we get hurt, it's his fault because yeah. he's not with us. He's now okay. messed up with the mojo. The feng shui of the ride has been messed up by him. Or <laughs> if he shoots 120 tomorrow, he knows what to blame. That's yeah, exactly. He didn't try with you. Yep, that's, that's exactly fair. it. That's exactly understandable. Um, Josh, I do want to jump into F1 like we just talked about. So Formula One, uh, this morning, 6 a.m., the Italian race. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Imola. Uh, you, Imola. There you go. It sounds like a not attractive lady's name. Um, first race ever for me watching. 
<laughs> it uh first race ever for me watching this one uh start okay. to end it was I, w- I would say it was like i'm not gonna rate it rating rating with numbers is kind of weird i'll compare it though and i'll say that it wasn't like my first time watching my favorite sport ever but it was like it was entertaining start to finish i would say yeah they do a good pro- they do a good like production value on the sh- on the sport yeah and and you know what e uh I was actually kind of nervous. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, this is going to make or break Elijah's kind of love for the sport in terms of actually like investing into watching because like, it's not easy to, there you go, Tubby, put that crack in your mouth. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I agree though. Like, it's not like when I watched drive to survive and then I actually started watching F1, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, in a way, I was kind of disappointed because, like, you know, like, it's, like, Drive to Survive or any show, it's it's production value. Like, there's always going to be, like, drama and, like, there's, you know, interviews throughout the episode. And, like, you don't get that um, with, like, watching an event. However, what I will say, though, is, like, I think you got a good first experience. What I will say as well is not every race is going to be like that. Like, the reason why it was like that was because it was pissing rain in the very beginning. And yeah. you know, that, that dictates a lot of things. Like there was obviously some, uh, like a big crash uh, with George Russell and Valtteri Bottas. There were a bunch of cars spinning off the track. Like when the track is dry or like if you're racing and like when it's hot, it's so rare that you see that. Like you might see some collisions, but it's it's not always that entertaining. But I'm glad you liked it because I'm glad you actually made the commitment. That was my biggest thing. Like, can I get Elijah like watching something like watching a sport that he's never watched before at 6 a.m like that's a big ask like if raf's like dude like come watch like fucking cricket with me at 5 a.m i'd be like fuck man like i don't know if i could you know but (laughs) even if i love you dude i don't love you that much that's fair Um, i I would never make you watch cricket if it makes you feel any better there is a sense of relief there yeah um sorry go ahead but i have one more question for you in terms of like one to 10, in terms of electricity, like how you're like, oh my God, like this is crazy. Where would you like, where would you kind of fit that? I would say, I, I would put it like probably like a 5.8 or something like that for electricity specifically. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the, the, the hard part is like, there's, I, I kind of made this joke when we were watching. I was like, there's a lot of streamlining that the sport has to do. Like in mm-hmm. terms of like the, now, granted, you said it's pissing rain, but the amount of flags, like the amount of, you know, like cleaning the track, Stop the pit stop they had to do. Yeah. And that's yeah. like, that's something I met. They probably thought about it for years. That's probably impossible to fix. But yeah. like, the that's the analysis I took is because of the rain, the more crap, like I used to think crashes would be entertaining to watch as long as everyone was alive. But mm-hmm. now I've realized it just results in a big delay most of the time. So not down with crashes. I will say, though, the rain made it interesting in that it seemed like there was a lot more overtakes than there normally are. And there was a lot like a lot more of that. Like it, the, the, the leaderboard was shuffling quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I will say, and I think Drive to Survive actually makes uh, the comparison, or I think the team principal for Red Bull does, is when, you, when you're in the rain, it doesn't matter how fast your car is. It really comes down to the driver in terms of how good you are in the rain. Um, you know, so like, I, I'd say like, that was like, for me, like that race was, you're right. Like crashes, like it does kind of do the stop and go. Now, what I will say as well is if the fight at the top for the driver's championship continues to 
trade punches between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. As we get deeper into the season, those crashes and like those engine failures and like that all starts to matter because it's a lot yeah. tighter, you know, and like that's where F1, I, I say, actually kind of starts to actually get boring because the beginning of the season, you know, it can still kind of be like neck and neck, but eventually Hamilton pulls away and you're like, okay, like he'll clinch the world championship of five races to go. Yeah. Like, and, and there's nothing else, you know what I mean? And, and like, it kind of like falls off in that sense. But, yeah. you know, if it continues kind of down this path of like Verstappen and Hamilton, I would even say like, and like the rivalry with McLaren and Ferrari, like that's where it'll always stay entertaining. And, and, and that's where like, headlines. yeah, like I'm, I'm fully sold on those rivalries too, if they can happen. Like if they're, totally. that, that's, that, that was one of the things going into it that I already knew. I already knew I kind of like, it just didn't sit right with me about like how easy it was to know that Hamilton was going to win every year or yeah. to know like each race that, you know, these two guys are going to win this race. But totally. I'll say that the parts I didn't expect were like the unpredictable, like engine failure or car troubles that could still happen. Even if you're 30 seconds in the lead, you mm -hmm. know, like these things still happen. Um, yeah. And then also, and also this, like the, a new, a newfound rivalry where I was also surprised how, like how active third to ninth was, to be honest. Like I, that, that was yeah. like, that was constantly changing. There was, there was some good driving all around. It was entertaining to watch, and I've never been a car guy, so it's it's cool to jump into that kind of world. Love that. Awesome. I'll say that. Well, well, I'm yeah. glad you liked it. So maybe next race, I'm not going to make you get up as early. However, I will be sending you a lot of F1 stuff now. You are <laughs> officially a fan, so yes, I don't I don't send it to anybody else except for my buddy Brian, who's a huge F1 guy. Nice. Uh, but that's is it, it is it your your friend Brian from school? Yes. Okay, yes. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll send him a message. I I think I've met him once. I'll be like, "Yo, man, how about, how about stopping, bro?" Looks <laughs> <laughs> like he's not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Like for going, hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Awesome. Okay, well, we can move on here, boys. Yeah. Um, so, go ahead. Well, I was gonna move into our segment that we're going to do. Yeah, let's do Would it. Would you care to explain? Yeah, so okay. New new segment alert. New fucking segment alert. We are gonna do something sick here. Um I'm kind of amped on it because it was my my idea. It was oh, like yeah. a idea. So I'm I'm kinda like it's it's my baby, it's my jewel. Um so it's a new segment called First Ever. Now I'll just try and explain it this time, and I'll probably explain it every single time we do it. But basically, uh it's our job to bring to the table any kind of experience, thought, um, yeah, any kind of experience, thought, there's other examples too, of things that have the first time that happened to someone in history, like to a human. For example, like the first time someone took a shit and we just talk about it. Like, what were they thinking? What was, what was their reaction? What Stuff was like that. Their mind. What, yeah, what was happening? So there's that angle. There's also the angle where you could tell a story about like your first ever experience doing something, thought of something, you know, things like that, where you take a personal and you take a story or that kind of approach to it. And you can also go future sense where you talk about in the future when someone might experience this event thought whatever it might be for the first time in history so cool. i think it's got potential i'm looking forward to it um let's do it boys what who wants to start here okay well i'll i'll start um, okay hopefully I, hopefully I don't take anyone else's i don't think i will yeah um i want to know what the fuck was going through someone's head 
when they're like, let's try skydiving. Like, <laughs> like no, like, ser- like seriously, like yeah. what person in the right mind is going to jump out of a perfectly good air- airplane? Like, I don't understand. So like now, or maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll go a step further in terms of who the fuck thought it was a good idea to invent the parachute. So like, okay, it's like, hey, it's like, you can jump, but this is maybe going to save your life if it opens properly. If not, yeah, sorry. Tough look. <laughs> yeah, 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 seriously. Like, it's actually... Well, it's honestly, I... Like, I wonder if it kind of stemmed from the whole, like, paratrooper concept. Uh, well, no, they probably had parachutes before that. But, like, the paratrooper concept yeah. kind of, like, opened it up in a way to make it a lot more accessible to a that's, lot more people, right? That's kind of what I was thinking as well. Because, like, the whole paratrooper thing, like, that started in World War II. Like, that's actually a relatively new concept um, when you yeah. think about it. Because it never existed in, you know, like, World War One or anything like that. Yeah. Um, because, like, at least I don't think it did. Like, I don't know, like, obviously there were airplanes and shit in World War One, but, like, if you got shot down, like, I'm pretty sure, like, you actually, like, like, you either had to jump, kill yourself before you yeah. hit the ground, or yeah. just burn with it to the ground. Yeah. And, like, those were your three options. Like, it wasn't like, okay, like, I'm going to bail out here. Oh. So, anyway. Yeah, so, it's really, honestly, it was really right. Yeah. yeah our, bo- our boy in the Twitch chat, Milan1992, first of all, welcome. Second of all, the DraftKings promo code THPN at sign up. Use it. Yeah, boy. There you go. Um, great question. That's a great, great thing to bring up. What the fuck? I thought maybe, <laughs> I thought maybe that it would have went in the, like the, the order of like, they, you, they, they thought of it for war. Like you said, like kind of an eject button for like some pilots or something like that. But yeah, airplanes, <laughs> yeah, but air, airplanes ain't been around for the long time either. So you got to mm-hmm. think past that. Um, what you know, the, also, like, you know, it also kind of goes hand in hand in this. What's mm. that? The like the idea of base jumping, like with like yeah. the squirrel suits and everything like that. Like, hey, like let's jump off That's this really really high ledge. Let's let's fly down the side of this canyon or mountain or whatever, and let's try and be as close to it without actually fucking hitting a tree or like hitting it. Dude, yeah, you know, like that's it, that's another invention. It's like who the fuck is like okay. Parachutes are for pussies. I yeah. want to go to the ground really fucking quick, and I'm gonna fly alongside a mountain until I get too scared, and then I'll pull my parachute. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Like that's fucked. Anyway, that's nuts. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's. I would say, the 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 thing about like the modern day inventions and the re- I think the reason I took this segment like to, I wanted like history to be a big thing. Is because yeah. nowadays it's almost like it's a bit easier to say like base jumping, okay, because you can do all these like calculations. You could use a lot of science and math that we already know to mm-hmm. be like factual. Whereas back in the day, like I just looked it up who did the first skydiving, and I don't I don't like bringing it up in the beginning of the bit of the topic because I don't want to kill the the f- impulsiveness of it. The first one to do it was in fucking 1797. Wow. What, what the in what fuck? country? In what country? Uh, I'm assuming it's France. The guy's name was Andre Jacques uh, yeah. uh, Gardner. Gardner in. I wouldn't be surprised because the French are super into rock climbing. I believe. Okay. Like that. Mm. Like at least like I like I when I used to climb. Like there was like I, there are a lot of professional climbers and everything. And I wouldn't be surprised if they say like climb to these crazy heights and then just be like, I need a quick way to get down. And it's like, hey, like you could climb back down or you just fucking jump. So they invented something like a parachute to kind of 
Yeah. Well, I think, that would, I think that would be my next question is who invented the parachute? Yeah. See, so on this article, it's, and says, then also, it's, it's sorry. You yeah, you go. go. No, you go, you go, yeah. It, it's said on this article that uh, it was rumored that Leonardo da Vinci uh, invented right. skydiving and the parachute because of his painting, I guess. I don't know much about art, but yeah. um, apparent, but there, there's conf confirmation he never tried it. But and that was back in like 1483 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing yeah. you can also consider is like, fuck, when was the first plane invented? Like the first like actual successful plane? It was the well, Wright was brothers, wasn't it? it was Wright brothers, brothers, but when? Like what year? It was like the 1800s. Yeah. So this like pair, let's say like this parachute concept was this whole skydiving concept was invented before the pair or before the plane. So it's like people weren't jumping from the exact same heights. They were jumping from yeah, much like, lower heights. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so this, this, like this one, he jumped out of a hydrogen balloon at like 3,400 feet. That's fucked. <laughs> like, what the That's fuck, dude? Weird. Imagine Different. that. They're like, all right, dude, we think this parachute's going to work now. Just step inside the hydrogen balloon and please ride. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. God damn these conversations. Uh, well, okay. I'll go next. This is one that I think. People have heard before, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. The fuck was someone thinking when they milked a cow for the first time? <laughs> on, on many levels, this is this is some fucked up fetish gone wrong, but actually gone right to help our society these days, regardless of your opinion on on dairy. But so someone's looking at at those udders and they're <laughs> thinking to themselves, man, those look those look like they're like a pimple ready to be popped. They need to be tugged. Oh. They probably they probably related it to nipples, and at that point, people already understood that babies would suck on nipples to get milk. So they're like, "Well, what if I had True. a cow and a very similar concept going on, and then what if I just yeah milk them?" Interesting. Just, so you don't you don't think they were thrown off by the fact that like you know human breast like one one areola one breast one supply, whereas this <laughs> one's like. A fucking alien dude it's got like six yeah, little things like coming four. out of it. well okay also think of like baby calves right oh yeah you're watching them you're watching them so like when they're when they're born it was definitely a farmer and then when they were born the cow the calf went up to the uh the cow and they just started sucking on the team they're probably like oh that's some sort of nutrient or something <laughs> like that so the guy's like <laughs> he's like i'm gonna milk it and see what comes out and then Boom, milk. <laughs> the funniest part of this this seg this part of the segment is is watching all of us try and find a way to explain like just you know like sucking on the teat. The funniest part of the segment is watching us all laugh at the word teat because we're so immature and we can't handle it. <laughs> I've been a little suckle on the nipple, dude. That's what they're yeah. doing. There you go. Hey, is Might there is there a suck on my zipple? <laughs> <laughs> is there at all a fucked up part though that like this was an animal's milk and someone was like, I'm gonna drink it. I don't care. <laughs> like, like isn't that kind of fucked? No, okay. Yeah. Here's here's my question. Do you think because there's no chance the person that originally thought about that? Was it like, okay, I'm going to go grab like a glass or like a saucer and like put it in. <laughs> like, I'm going to stick my mouth on this thing. And... <laughs> That's what fuck. I think. Oh, fuck me. I never thought about that, dude. He, he just started suckling on it himself, dude. He, he, dude, he went and drive. He put that udder in his mouth. And then, so even more on that, like, there's no way that this first person that did that they must have been drinking like human breast milk as an adult too to think that this was acceptable. Like probably that's the only way that this is possible. Either yeah. either way, that I'm satisfied with my answer. Thank you for the facts. There you go. Raph. 
my thing was I kind of like took a historic approach with it, and I kind of went with like like uh, medieval we- like medieval weaponry. Dude, imagine being the first person to see like a boulder from a trebuchet fly at you, and you're just like, that's <laughs> oh, not supposed to be there. <laughs> it just like slowly starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it just smokes you because like the first people who did it they're probably like they'll never see this coming like when they built the trebuchet they loaded it they're probably like nobody's gonna have any fucking idea and it's just like a giant rock comes flying at you and it's like they started doing what like yeah. oil and shit like that like think about lord of the rings too like wow dude like how do you yeah and like any kind of weaponry too like even like an arrow like the first person to see like an arrow or anything fly through and hit them like you don't like what are you thinking well, at that moment well i also think like an arrow like no one has probably ever lived to tell the tale until like yeah. maybe miss them and maybe like pierce their ear and like snap off their ear or something You're like oh yeah. god like what the fuck was that and then they run back and then they tell somebody about them like say like their leader and their, their leader's like you know what that's a good idea we need those yeah. and they kind of like yeah. started yeah that's an interesting well, one and like with even like any weapon like you said like, dude you can do with anything well think about like cavalry who's like i'm gonna get on a horse and i'm gonna ride in first yeah and we're like this uh, horse is not gonna panic when he's confronted with a hundred spears pointing at him he yeah. won't, he won't panic. yeah like it's insane yeah i kind of thought about the the arrow one's funny like i can only imagine back in the day when like war was a common thing yeah. and you're looking at like your best friend and you're like each holding two swords and you're thinking like you know what I'm just, I'm not going to let my fucking friend die today. Like, I'm just going to, you know, like you go into like Kobe Bryant beast mode. You're like, it's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. And you're walking. And then all of a sudden he just gets sniped with an arrow and you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, <laughs> what? It's like, it's like you both are just walking through the forest, like talking like side by side. And then the other one just, like, it's picked off. Someone just in the trees. Like, yeah. How yeah, fucking insane. shocking would that be? Um, Josh, we got to get to a Facebook comment here. Um, so we've got, We've got Michelle Gertzen in the uh, in the Facebook comments there. Hi, really dropping hot fire on us with the, the facts. This brings we need to have a separate viewer count for how many moms we got in the chat because we have my mom almost every time and now Michelle as well. Um, yeah. so pointing out that stuff from my childhood apparently. Yeah, and I was gonna say the reason that Josh might not have entertained or might not have retained this information is because he was probably too busy trying to sneak out and get lost again. <laughs> That's his mo. Just try, yeah, exactly. Still a baby, probably still on a leash. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. My, I don't know how. Like, do we only want to? Like, I only have two here, boys. My, my last one, I will say, is the first person to ever be like struck by lightning, <laughs> like and Fuck. survive, and or at least be like the coroner <laughs> or the person like doing the autopsy, like, dude, like. What the fuck happened to this person? Like, did, like it's raining outside, and this guy's sizzling like a fucking steak on a barbecue. Like, what yeah. happened to this kid? Yeah, that you would know? be. Oh, like that's the thing, and the, the cool thing about that, I guess, is that like weather's been around forever. So like, motherfuckers have been seeing lightning forever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder when gone back to like the caveman, where it's just like. Again, walking along with your buddy, you're at high altitude during a storm, and you're walking side by side, and like all of a sudden that guy sizzled, like he's just done. And 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 probably back. Dude, are you? He that wouldn't be that quiet. It like blow out your eardrums too. Like that'd be so loud. Yeah. And there's like at that point, I don't know what the state of religion is back in that day, but I'm gonna tell you right now, (laughs) which that's gonna that's gonna make you believe in something really fucking quick, dude. Yeah. If yeah, I don't know exactly. where like this thing 
comes from the sky and just incinerates your friend right in front of you. <laughs> and you walk away alive. If you walk away alive, you're either deemed a prophet or a witch. Yeah. Like there's no yeah, there's no exactly. in between. Someone's like there's something supernatural going on here. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Agreed that's that. that's that's my last one. It... Yeah. And that's the thing with this segment. I don't think we ever have to have a limit on it or a, a minimum. Maybe minimum one would be nice. Yeah. Um <laughs> But we'll see how they go. We'll see if we'll. It's kind of like goats and boats. I feel like for the first little while we didn't even have limits on it. Maybe yeah. that's who knows. Um, my last one as well. The first time that someone noticed that their like a wound would heal on its own, like a like a cut or a laceration, and they yeah. woke up the next day and they're like, "Huh? Oh, it's like, like clotted and everything." Yeah, what? Like stabbing. Part of a. I don't know if it's maybe before. I'm gonna put the the time frame here as before they really had like villages and people like living in big groups together when it was maybe just hunter gatherers like a, a smaller group mm-hmm. the first time in someone's life when they get wounded and they're like i'm fucked like the bleeding won't stop or even yeah. and they just like maybe they put their hand over it for a little while and then they take it off and they're like it stopped <laughs> it's, they're, like, they're like i'm i'm fucking invincible like i can't die yeah that yeah be, and, then, and, then you, and then you go to your buddy and you're like hey man like that arrow you just invented, I want you to fucking shoot me with it. <laughs> I'm invincible. I want to see I the aftermath of this. I take it, dude. Like, I've always just wondered, like, again, like, it kind of, like, I feel like all these things, like, they can go back, like, so far. But, like, I wanted to, like, time travel and just see, like, the experiences and, like, who are the guinea pigs? Like, who thinks it's a good idea to be, like, well, that's not too high i'm gonna jump like i'll probably survive and like yeah. he just splats on the ground like that's it like that's just who you are like you're that guy you're like okay bad height you can't jump from there or you die yeah. <laughs> you know anyway absolutely okay okay raf did you have the last one or no yeah i got one more okay this is kind of, this is kind of interesting because i feel like this will go hand in hand with everything that we've been talking about um the first person who invented fire so like this is always something that's like brought up in history, how it's like you can discover a lot of things with fire. Like you can like use it to obviously cook food was I take the prime I take it the primary idea behind fire, or maybe even for like a weapon or for a light source or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, you can but then you but but then think about it, like you can also use fire for other things, like with your guys' injuries, like cauterizing a wound. Yeah. Uh my grandpa wants to know who invented alcohol, who's the first person to invent alcohol. So he's chiming in there in the chat real quick. Um but yeah, like what are you like what was your initial attempt with fire? And then how did you discover that A, it's like this is very good, but this is also very dangerous and can cause a lot of damage Dang. very quickly. Yeah. That's an insane yeah. idea too. Like, cause it takes yeah. a lot like you of probably, you, you probably discovered fire from lightning hitting a tree I and then you saw the tree go up in yeah. flames. Yeah, you, know? you probably you thought to yourself like, how do I recreate this fire? Yeah, because it takes a shit ton of intent to to create fire. Like it doesn't yeah. just happen. Yeah, so, you need like a decent amount of friction. Yeah, they must have they must have seen sparks somewhere. Like, sp- like that they had to make the connection somewhere that like sparks could lead to flames, which leads to fire, like yeah. heat and all that shit. You but know? then you also have to figure out something like kindling and making sure that like the leaves and the branches are completely dry. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like See, a little bit of air will cause it to burn a little bit quicker. You know what I mean? I can't remember if we've had this conversation, but it could be saved for another time. It's the idea of like, are humans smarter now than they used to be? Because that, that sounds hella smart, dude. The nah. things that they did. 
I know. I mean, like, it's it's hard to say because it kind of comes down to, like, I feel like everything back then is, like, you're during, like, you're, there's, like, a discovery phase, an invention phase, but now it's just, like, the, like, the evolution phase. Like, we're always trying to, like, improve and make stuff better, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting when you think about something so simple, like making a fire or something along those lines like being able to like realize that water is good for you and you can drink it and like that type of thing you know what i mean like it's like who who is the first person that's like this is good for me or maybe this doesn't kill me you know like drink water who knew yeah anyway definitely okay nice i think that's all we got for today guys but we've got one last thing we need to get to josh um Uh oh so in the twitch chat today uh, it was inspired by an account named the Josh Like Counter. Um, now, I'm not. This does not spoil the the number here, Josh. So it's basically an account that was trying to keep track of how many times you said like. That's um, so mean. That, I would say that now that was not the final number, Josh. Um, before we get to asking you what the final number was that you think, um, I do want to point out that's borderline bullying. Who's ever doing that? Um, <laughs> We're going to fuck you up if we find out who you are. Um, and also, Raffle, how do you do you pronounce your grandpa's name? Yerji? Yerji? Yeja. Yeja. Fuck. But he, go, he goes by he... Jersey. Ah. Okay. You threw some extra letters in there. Josh, yeah. just, to, just to let you know, uh, the like counter ended up stopping at the 10 23 minute mark, and I took on the responsibility of counting your likes after that. Because me and Elijah thought it was fucking hilarious when this account first started coming out and like posting that. I thought I was going to straight up have an aneurysm sometimes. And it's like, I've, I towards the end of the episode, I was able Dude. to predict when you were going to say the word like, and I just like hit enter before you said it. <laughs> Dude, this, the funniest thing was like this account, like right from the hop, right when you started speaking for the first time, they were just like up there like one, they were two, there, they three, were there. Four. I was like, holy fuck, like what's going on? Yeah, this person was in it to win it. Uh, but so, Josh, the, the important question now. Wait, sorry. Say that one more time, though. The light counter was at 67 at the 10-minute mark? No. Oh. It was at like, 67 at 10.22. Oh, like, like that's like the actual time, is what yes. you're saying. Like, okay, like 10 p.m. and 22 minutes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. What do you think the final count for it was? What time is it now? It's 10. It, I So I stopped doing it at 10.51 when we finished our last segment. So everything from there has not been counted. I don't know, like a hundred. Are you ready? Yeah. For the big reveal? Yes. One hundred sixty-six. Weird. <laughs> Josh, that is two I, likes I will, every minute. Josh, I, I will repeat this. That's bullying. And, like <laughs> I will I will not stand for that. It, it, it is kind of that. it is kind of fucking hilarious. <laughs> you I should have seen me and Elijah before. when we first noticed it. <laughs> Clay was talking, and we're just dying. <laughs> I you know we what also, I had a feeling there was something going on though. Hey, we've fine. also got we have also got one of our most important moderators in the chat asking if you came straight from the golf course. Yes, um, I agree. <laughs> I think straight from the golf course. Also, shout out to Clay who like probably thought to himself at first he's like, dude, Josh, you finished your round like five hours ago or like six hours ago. Like, <laughs> are you really like soaking in the game that much? Like, <laughs> just go change, dude. Fuck. <laughs> I know. Kudos I've, in the twilight round. I'm looking I've forward got, to tomorrow. I've got Elijah breathing down my neck. 
I mean, like, <laughs> you're going to be home. <laughs> yeah, I was. As, as you guys noticed, this was a big interview. Clay Emu. Um, but yeah, guys, that's it. My uh, my ass is officially numb. It's fully red and also way too sweaty to even describe. Um, nice. But yeah. that's the end of episode 38, guys. Um, so as always, promo code DraftKings, THPN at sign up. That helps the podcast. We've said it before. Bria, you missed the whole damn thing. We've been going for an hour and 20 minutes here. Um, <laughs> um, so yes, DraftKings promo code. Also, just another shout out to our guest, Clay Emu. Obviously, if you've been watching the live stream, you got to enjoy it. If you've been listening to the podcast, you've seen how you've listened, how great of a person he is. Um, you can definitely check out his stuff on Twitter, YouTube, all those things. It's it's some really entertaining stuff. So uh, we look forward to bringing our next next guest on Tuesday. And that's when we'll see you on the live stream next on the podcast form on Thursday. Any final words? No, that's it. Have a good night. Well, see you at 6.30 a.m., boys. Oh, harder, baby.